and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis and Benjamin Holden. Today's podcast is all about being mentally stronger. Now, mental health in particular is something that I think is so prominent during the time that we're going through and we're just going to talk about quite a few things today and there is actually just one thing that we wanted to touch on first as well and it's kind of like a massive well done as well in terms of the gyms are officially back open in Liverpool on Friday. Now a couple of our friends are the owners of a few of the gyms so you have Nick, Thea and Chris and it's absolutely amazing what these guys have done is you've not I mean you've probably seen it on Instagram I'd be so surprised if you've missed it but they have been the forefront of the reason why the gyms in Liverpool which is the only place that actually shut their gyms by the way are being back open so we obviously did want to say a massive massive well done to um, them for that as well. Yeah, the gy- the two gyms, the the, the main forefront of the Merseyside side are the two gyms that I've trained um, for for many years on on the world, uh, Empowered Fit and Body Tech. Um, with two really good gyms, probably the best kitted gyms um, in the world area, if not the Merseyside area. So, big well done to to those guys who were, were kind of the pioneers in the forefront of those who were petitioning for the gyms to be reopened just based on the stats that were produced, I think it was by Active UK in regards to the transmission rate only being 1.7% for the health and fitness sector, which is absolute joke that it was even considered to be short. And obviously the big impact that that industry has on people's mental health. Mm-hmm. Now I've just pulled up a, a quick tabloid um, figures from the other day that we're looking at some of the death tolls and why the death toll had soared from COVID. And it was, the, these were kind of indirect reasons for death. So diabetes victims have gone up by um, 86% in just six months, which obviously we know diabetes, especially type two, mm. is to do with lifestyle choice, to do with your health and fitness, to do with looking after your own, your own health. So it's no surprise there that it's obviously soared. There was prostate cancer up by 53%. Parkinson's up by 79%, breast cancer 47%, bowel cancer 46%. That's unbelievable. So obviously those, I don't know whether you can directly correlate all those to people's physical fitness, but obviously a lot of those are sort of Parkinson's um, and any other kind of mental mental health, depression, mm-hmm. stress, anxiety, and with suicide being at an all-time high, I think it's massively to do with people's health and fitness, and that is a, a massive release for a lot of people to have, to have their own time to have their endorphins released and to be in a positive mindset at least for an hour a day yeah definitely and we did just obviously want to share that because it's absolutely amazing just one more thing as well I said there's one more thing at the start there's two more things no so we just wanted to let you know first things first not that Late. is absolutely hideous of our new Christmas my coach school challenge so this is a six week challenge so it is our first six week challenge that we are doing with the my coach school they're usually eight weeks the enrollment for this challenge opens on the 30th of october which is ben's birthday so you know it's a great birthday present so to ben. if you do not sign up for the challenge i'm gonna be gonna majorly pissed off i'll probably have the shittest birthday i've ever had in my life just to to drop that one on you <laughs> so that's on the 30th and then the official challenge starts on the 9th of november it's obviously going to give everyone such like a direction to go to because life is weird at the moment it's still weird it's been strange since february so it's really going to give you some direction with your training with your nutrition as well i feel like obviously in a lot of regards we're going backwards so it's great that gyms are still open in all areas now so this six-week challenge, I don't think, could come around at a better time. And mm. with people's both physical and mental health, I think what a lot of people tend to do is they fuck the whole year up through this time, mm. through this period. It's because they they don't have balance, so it goes from one extreme to the other. Then you have the overindulge, the shit, they feel shit, confidence goes down, mental health suffers because of it. So I think if you can get your this period in the year right and yeah. almost create a foundation for you to go off from January and into the, the pre-summer period of where you want to... Who who wants to go back and forth, by the way, like a fucking yo-yo? Who, why do you want to be fat, thin, fat, thin? It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your relationship with food. Keep balance. Like, 
put yourself in a good position now. If this is the first year that you've done it, if this is the first year you're going to go, okay, this year I'm going to create more balance. I'm going to be healthy for this period. I'm not going to overindulge. I'm not going to feel like shit. I'm not going to get to January and be like, oh, I've got to start it all again because I've completely just thrown it out the window. Then make this period, make this next six weeks an option and a, and a choice for you to do that at the same time. This is probably the best time that you can do so. There's not going to be as many parties. There's not going to be the Christmas albums. There's not going to be Christmas meals. And as shit as that is, it's an opportunity for you to do something different this year. Yeah, and I guess it gives you an opportunity to kind of focus and keep yourself busy as well, which obviously does have an effect on people's mental health when you feel like you aren't just doing doing anything with your life so it can give a lot of people direction so just make sure you go to the at my coach school instagram page because all the information will always be on there mm-hmm. likewise it'll be on my page and ben's page as well so if you follow us on instagram or youtube or whatever you will know that we have just been in lanzarote for a week so we are currently in our little isolation box which is our fourth day fourth of 14 days but it was worth it I cannot tell you how, well, I personally, how much I needed to get get away. I had brain fog. I had a creative block. My anxiety was absolutely horrendous for for the past couple of months, to be fair, isn't it? It's it's been been pretty low for the past um, couple of months. I don't think that's anything strange, though. I think a lot of people have been like that. Mm -hmm. We're, as we've said a lot of times, in a weird period. And to be able to get away from that, like when we were in, Spain slash Lanzarote. It's not close to Spain. I don't know because it's like right near South Africa. But I don't get back, how it's, it's, it's a canary. Yeah, but it's a canary island. I just think when Confused. we when we were over there, I think the guy that we were speaking to said there's been like 82 cases mm. on the whole island, the whole island, which is crazy. But I obviously, think there's more in Salford supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lanzarote is really vast. You don't see that many people, and we were staying in this eco villa lodge so it was it was a crazy time it was amazing space everything was environmentally friendly everything was Mm eco-friendly it was just um a really nice place to be away for with a week week. and it's it's funny this because me and lucy got this this place gifted as well which obviously we're massively grateful for and i put i put it up on story i was speaking to someone about it yesterday about putting the whole gifted thing and he was like the guy i was speaking to was like that's that's unbelievable you've done that It's, it's great like such a great great thing to be able to do to to um to get back from from someone for the hard work that you put and I didn't think about it that way when I first sometimes put those things up like oh it's been given to us I often feel bad mm. that I, I don't know why I feel bad for it yeah I, I almost feel like other people thinking oh what a wanker he's just putting free shit up but he's been given again but I don't think it's ever free because you've built yourself a platform to be able to promote that for for someone else and we were getting an experience and in return he was getting the exposure and I think it's a two-way deal but I'm I've got massive gratitude for that and I'm so grateful that we're in a position where we're able to do that and it was it was um it really hit me on the last morning when we were in Lanzarote I got up early I went out for a walk I actually took my coffee in hand in my mug that morning and took my camera because I was doing a bit of vlogging and I just went for a walk on my own for an hour and I was like I'm just so grateful to be in a bit of sun there was like no one else around me apart from a couple of cars flying past, I even set my camera up to record mm. on the other side. <laughs> I think the cars just think, thinking I was setting a speed that? camera up, what's this freak doing? But I was just massively grateful and had a lot of gratitude for being there. It's, it was all worth the, uh, the sacrifice of being locked away for the next 14 days. Yeah, I agree. And whilst we were out there, it was actually the day we were flying. It was World Mental Health Day and me and Bambo sat there for ages like, we're doing a post on this and it was just thinking like how to get the words out on Mm. onto a caption on basically how do you get what you're thinking onto paper now in terms of myself because I think it's really really important that we do actually touch on our own experiences and I know when we both put these posts up everybody was kind of in shock as well to kind of the extent And I think when you see things on social media, you see like influencers or someone who you look up to, you think their life is perfect. You think they don't have anything mentally wrong with them. They have no mental health issues. Everything's perfect. And it's it's just not like that. Now, there is a stigma behind mental health. And I still feel like it's very, very prevalent. For as long as I can remember, I've struggled with my anxiety from being a competitive swimmer to having really high levels of OCD which also kind of stem from the anxiety 
the constant worry, the anxious thoughts, the panic attacks and stress, you don't actually see mental health. But I don't think that makes it any less real. And one thing that is really important for me and the, the thought behind it is it doesn't actually make you weak. It doesn't mean you're useless and it doesn't mean you shouldn't get help. Me and Ben know, and as coaches, we look after our bodies every single day. You see physical health, you see the changes and you always kind of put that first. You always want to improve your physical health. But if your mental health and your mind isn't up to taking on what's in front of you, you can't actually run off an empty vessel. And it's something that me and Ben say all the time. Now, we've both had experiences in this in terms of eating disorders. So I had an eating disorder for two and a half years. I was in a constant state of anxiety, judgmental state, low self-esteem. I had an operation because my stomach got so bad due to anxiety. And I used social media just to mask like any issues. I was so afraid to speak up. I thought I was weak. I felt embarrassed. I thought nobody would believe me. Like all these things. I thought therapy was lame. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was like, no, I don't need that. Like, then Ben was the same. But speaking up, talking about how I feel to Ben, to my family, to my friends and a therapist is literally fucking life-changing. Like it's absolutely life-changing. And I just wanted to share obviously my experience because I think it's really, really important for you guys to hear that from a different perspective yeah, as I well. Kind of forgot what the, the, no, I didn't forget what the post that we put up, but it feels like a lifetime ago that we were in Lanzarote and we put those up. But mm. I think I've spoken about my experience a couple of times. I'm not going to go into great depth it, but just for those people and new listeners, um, I put the post up on Mental Health Awareness Day about the... It was a week ago, wasn't it? Yeah, the eating disorder... I went through which was NES so you'd be able to get back on the post it was I basically put a posing video up um, of me in 2019 versus 2020 and they were pretty much similar like they look really similar in regards to my physique and what I was kind of trying to say is that just because someone's in mega good shape or someone looks happy or they're, they're smiling for the camera or whatever it is doesn't mean that deep down they are happy so for those two videos you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference I looked as happy mm. on both of them but in 2019 I was depressed I had, I had a really bad relationship with food. I got to the point where I didn't even want to be here anymore mm. just because of how bad it had got. And then obviously switched to 2020, I had a better relationship with food. I felt a lot happier. I was enjoying my training. I wasn't using exercise as punishment. And I think it's really important to realize that it's so hard to recognize. And that's why it's so important to for us to speak up about this sometimes. And I've still got loads of DMs that I need to get back to from when we were in Lanzarote of people who had who'd messaged me about it. So if you have dropped me a message, I will I will go through them all. But for for me, talking about it, it's it's hard, but I think it helps. Even if it helps one person, it's great. Mm. I spoke to someone the other day who didn't even know anything about it. So I know I spoke about it a couple of times, yeah. but I think it's important that we continue to talk about it and raise awareness from it the other thing that was on this week i've only watched half it so far but it was really interesting and i think it'd be worth a watch for if you're someone who struggles with eating disorders and with food is that bbc put a documentary on bbc i think it was bbc panorama to do with eating disorders and more particularly athletes who had eating disorders so it just goes to show it doesn't matter how high level that you may be within fitness within sport there's a lot of people who struggle with eating disorders because it just creates really unhealthy relationships with food and it, it's it can be a toxic environment for some people depending on how far you push it and i think it obviously happens with people in elite sport just because of how strict those regimes are and how unhealthy those regimes become and the sacrifices that you have to make to be at a top level and that's obviously where your experience came with it because you mm. were at that level of sport which i suppose created that environment for those real bad habits yeah for sure and Again, like Ben said, we are very transparent with what we, we talk about. You guys know we really don't have like a bullshit approach. We're just very take it or leave it kind of approach. So yeah, definitely go back on Ben's post as well. And if you've got any questions for him, he'll be more yeah, than happy to answer them for you. Now, one of the first things, interestingly, that we wanted to touch on was actually to do with envy and having luck. Now... Maybe you think when you're scrolling through social media or you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, whatever it is, and you go past a friend's post 
or somebody you know and you roll your eyes like oh god like they're away or they're oh they've got this they've got that research has shown that showing jealousy and envy to your friends or loved ones via social media actually leads to depression and it just traps our mindset in that state now you could be the type of person and I feel like everyone's done this I've done this probably Ben's done this done this morning yeah looking at friends lives or family or whatever and you think oh for god's sake why do they have all the luck and this thought process might seem okay at the time and it might even release some of your envy in the short term maybe you don't even know that you're doing it it might just be so natural to you now that you don't realize but having this mentality over a period of time eats away at your mental strength if you are continuously envious and jealous of those around you yeah i when i said bye i done it this morning obviously i was having a little moan to you this morning i think we all do it but at, at times we're all like envious or we all have a little bit moan about something but it's how we deal with with that emotion mm. and it's not bad to have it which is what we'll talk about further in, into the the podcast but i was moaning this morning because my instagram hasn't grown for like 17 months mm-hmm and I've obviously put a lot of effort into it yeah. but then to me being like well if I, if I take a step back and have some gratitude I'm massively thankful and lucky that I'm able to create a career from social media and have the, the the platform that I've already got and I'm really grateful for the people who are already following my journey other parts of my life like at the moment I'm putting a lot of time into YouTube that's flying the podcast is flying we're always in the top top um top five in the UK charts mm-hmm. And we have a, a thriving business with lots and lots of members who are absolutely insane and we're massively grateful for. So there's there's some things that you'll you'll needle pick in life where there are only small, small things and it's often what will, will hold you back from, yeah. from growth in the first place. So I think we all have times where we're sometimes picking holes in ourselves and what we do. Mm-hmm. And then what we then do is we compare it to someone else and what someone else is doing and what someone else's growth is and that someone else is making moves and you're not. And what that does it is it, it puts that belief on steroids. Yeah. When you then compare that shit bit of your life to someone else's great bit, it puts that belief on steroids and it just completely fucks you over. Yeah, I agree. So again, we one thing that we all do as well is we all see that person who's doing better than us and then we start hating on them, which is mm-hmm. which is so annoying. And I'm not even going to lie. I've done it before in the past. We've seen something like, for fuck's sake, what, what, what. do you know what I mean? Like, oh, for God's sake, they're doing so well. Yeah, oh, he's a prick. Is he really a prick? He's just doing really well with what he's doing. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some people that I think are a bit of a fraudster and they, they make a name for themselves off other people's insecurities and other people's weaknesses and stuff like that through marketing, but we're not getting into that at the moment. But I think what one thing that we all do do and I think it's pre- prevalent in the fitness industry is that we all like to see people do well and rise to the top. But one thing that people like to do even more is watch that person fall. Yeah. People like to see mm-hmm. someone successful fail. Yeah, 100%. Do you know what, actually, when you just said about look there, and I spoke to, to Ben about this, and it's something I struggled with so much. When I was at uni, I wasn't your usual uni student. I was busting my balls like big I balls. honestly cannot tell you how hard I worked with my big balls honestly <laughs> in first and second year of uni and third year and I was that's when I was creating Lucy Davis Fit and then that's when we created the school and after two years things started happening I got sponsored by Gymshark there was amazing things that were happening in my life I started getting gifting products people who were really close to me at uni continuously said to me god you're so lucky you get everything you want oh my god you're doing this you're doing that you're so lucky I used to I used to get so upset I used to think Jesus Christ like it's not luck it's hard work there's a massive difference in terms of creating your own luck and create it's not it's hard to explain but you create your own opportunities I didn't basically go out for two years I was I was up at six I went to bed at 10 I was in Liverpool four days a week I was at home three days a week there's a there's a big difference if your friends start to say to you oh for god's sake you're so lucky you get everything you want just maybe have a little word 
I did. I said, I was like, look, can you stop? It's really, really annoying me. I think people don't realise that it, it doesn't it annoy really you. hurts your mental health. I was, I was so anxious all the time about doing well because I was like, Jesus Christ, they're literally going to say something to me. They're going to, they're going to say something. We had a similar conversation yesterday about you sometimes are cautious about what you talk about or what you say sometimes, yeah, what you I'm post, because really you, you're worried like about affecting that. other people and what they think. Because, and that should, that shouldn't be a thing. Like you shouldn't have to hold back from what you're doing and. I'm talking about sometimes with social media is you put stuff out like how well you're doing or what you're doing and then other people feel bad from it but that's up to that other person to unfollow mm-hmm. you not to then take offence from it so I think it's it's one of those but this is completely off topic and I had this question the other day just really talking about balls the, the questions I get in the question box are so weird by the way and one of them was would you rather have testicles dangling from your earlobes or would you rather have testicles as hands Oh, earlobes. How weird would that Just be? Just like a jazzy earring. That is fucking <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, but if you had them dangling from your hands, you couldn't use your hands. Imagine you'd be able to slap someone over a big ball set. <laughs> so we need to get away from this conversation. I'm just going to change that conversation. <laughs> so there are three kinds of destructive beliefs that can actually rob us of our mental strength and can really be destructive to our mental health. Now, the first one, and we have just briefly kind of touched on this, but it's unhealthy beliefs about ourselves. Now... We tend to feel sorry for ourselves when something doesn't go our way or you feel angry or annoyed and it's absolutely okay to feel sad when something bad happens. Of course it is. But self-pity goes way beyond that and you automatically self-magnify your own misfortunes. So for example, you say to yourself, why do all bad things happen to me? Why is the world against me? I shouldn't have to deal with any of this. And this way of thinking keeps you stuck in a rut and from actually finding a solution. When you think the whole world's against you, they're not against you. Your mind is against you. Like the whole world hasn't just ganged up and been like, Lucy, we hate you. Your mind is so powerful. It really, really is is strong and it can be overpowering. And sometimes you can think the world is against you. But if you just go into this being of like self-pity and feeling sorry for yourself, you will find it really, really hard to take the steps out of this behavior. Or maybe you're trying to help someone else and you can't do that when you're wallowing in your own self-pity. And like I said, it is okay to feel sad. I cry all the time. It's okay to cry. Let it out your system, ride it through. I think and then you've got to you've got to be strong enough mentally to to move on and get the steps to get over and that and it could take a period of time don't get me wrong it just doesn't happen just like that mm-hmm. but wallowing in that self-pity will really really make you feel worse we've we've really done that like we spoke about loads of times before we are big believers in the I suppose the ethos that has come from the secret and put putting stuff out there into the universe to get positive shit back but one of the big things that people need to realize with this is that it's your expectations you can't put positive stuff out and then expect it to come back it's just got to be put out there for the reason that you want to help other people or that you want to do good for other people Mm -hmm. for the for the world for the universe i know that sounds like a a big spiel but it's true because a lot of the time it's people's expectations that kill them. Like you'll put work in, but then, oh, because I put this work in, I should expect this back. No, mm. it doesn't fucking work that way. And that's one of the big things that if you put shit out and expect stuff back, you'll put yourself in an unhealthy and unrewarding headspace mm-hmm. because you'll, you'll only do stuff for reward. Yeah. And that's not how shit works. And the more that you do that, when you don't get results, the more depressed you're going to be by it and mm-hmm. the more it's going to affect your mental health. So unhealthy expectations, I think, is a big one because then we then beat ourselves up about it. So I know you mentioned about self-talk and the way that we're talking about ourselves because this is a big one. And negative self-talk, I've got a little stat here about it, is it's a, it's a major cause of depression. And depression is on the rise and has gone up by 33% in the last couple of years and more that, that was more specifically to do with women because women seem to, to suffer more from depression than, more than, than men do and it's even more prevalent now in teenagers and again worse in female teenagers I think that I, I don't know I think especially over the last couple of years I think female teens have a lot to 
a lot of pressure on them about the physical and the way they look because of social media and stuff. So mm. it doesn't make it doesn't make things any easier. I do feel for female teenagers in this, I suppose, current current time. And obviously, as we know, suicide rates are higher than ever before. Even from the year two thousand onwards, it's been spiking. And obviously, with everything that's going on at the moment, those stats are forever going up even more because of this current COVID situation that we're in. So it's something that we need to be aware of the way that we are talking to ourselves because before we know it, we're then putting ourselves in, in states which are really difficult to get out mm-hmm. from. Yeah, there was actually something that I read on social media. I think it was yesterday. And it really, it was just so awful to read. There was a uni student at the Manchester of oh, Uni yeah. and he he died um, well, he, he was found in his halls. I've actually just pulled it up. The 90-year-old student um, was found dead at Manchester Uni. His father cited COVID-19 lockdown and lack of support as causes of severe anxiety. So it was actually his anxiety that led to his death, I think. Um, no, sorry for his, his dad and obviously his family. And yeah, stuff absolutely awful. And just on that as well, whilst we obviously do have a big audience to share things to, there's loads of, and if anyone's listening who actually wants to, to call someone, there are, and particularly students um, who are suffering from depression, anxiety as a result of the lockdown because I, I think they're locked in halls. This, or, was, this is why it's fucking disgusting, by the way. How This is one of the worst things the government have done. They sent all the, the, the students back to uni from all over the country and then locked them in halls mm. and then expect... Expect them to be okay. Expect either one COVID not to spread. Of course it is when they come from all different places of the country and then they're all just locked together. And then two, how can you expect that not to affect their mental health? They're they're away from their families, they're away from their familiar habits of daily routine. They're in a new place. You're nervous, you're anxious anyway. You're with people you don't know. You haven't got a support network there. What do you think is going to happen to these young people's mental health? Yeah, exactly. So there's just four things that I want to share with you in terms of contact. So you have the Samaritans Helpline, which is www.samaritans.org.uk. You've got Anxiety UK. Again, you can just type that in. You have mind.org.uk and you also have Calm, which is www.thecalmzone.net. So even if that just helps a few people, because when I read that, it really just, I I was just like, this is just awful. It's just awful. Um, so, and obviously this whole podcast is about mental health and it's about mental strength. So if there's any students listening who are struggling and going through a hard time or anyone in fact, go on those websites. You're not doing anything wrong. You'll be helping yourself. Or even if you just want to drop us a DM. Like we're, yeah, we our DMs are always open. We always get back to people. So even if it's just a, a chat or uh, some confine, confinement or whatever, um, mm-hmm. always feel free to do so. Yeah, definitely. Now, one of the other beliefs the unhealthy beliefs is and we have spoke about this but it's just slightly different is the unhealthy beliefs about others now a lot of the time you think others can control you but they do not control you you do not have to do things you don't want to do everything we do well most things in life we actually have a choice and it's up to you how you respond to people because you are the person in control for example, and we always say to ourselves, "Oh, like we have to, we have to work late tonight." And you don't you don't have to if it, if it's going to affect you in a negative way. There could be consequences the next day, but it's actually affecting you mentally. You do not have to work late. You are in control of your own choices, and other people do not control you. Yeah, hundred percent. And that again, I believe, comes back to expectations and the expectations that you're expecting from from yourself based on what other people are doing and I had a conversation with someone the other the other day um in regards to your own efforts and not letting that be suppressed by when you see other people's success mm-hmm. and it was also that when you're putting like content out or when you're looking to help other people a lot of people think when they especially with social media when they first start they, they don't see the the, com- the amount of comeback that they would expect for the amount of effort that you're putting in but what have you got to remember is that, and I always think this now, even if you help or even if I help one person, I have fucking one. One person, that's all it takes. One person I have to help. And even if this podcast today helps one person, it's a win for us. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a great hour of our time spent 
even if it helps one single person. And that's what you've got to remember. You've only got to help one person. And I think the the joy or the positivity that, that brings from your life to, to know that you've helped another person is massive and is way bigger than anything else. So that's why we have to be careful about our expectations. And at the same time, if you expect things from people, you're fucked. If you don't trust other people, I think you're fucked. Mm. Because you're always going to be living on the, on the edge. And if you're always worrying about stuff, you're fucked. Because you're always going to be sabotaging your own happiness. And that's where self-sabotage then comes in. Yeah, I think you know more about self-sabotage. I've not I've not really experienced Yeah, well, I'm not going to go into it with the whole eating disorder thing. Because I think I'm going to save that for, for another day. But that was a big thing for me. That's was, a whole other story in was, itself. Was self-sabotage <laughs> and that was what my eating disorder was down to. But I think we all have bad days and often we, we build those up to be bigger than they are. So, for example, I know you were talking about this morning when I've, I've had moans before about stuff that's gone wrong with business or with work, whatever else. At the end of the day, there's a lot worse things going on in other people's lives. And if you're having a bad day today, if you listen to this podcast and you're thinking, why has this happened to me? What's, what, what have I done to deserve this? Whatever it is. Like, I've been through periods in my life which have been really bad. So one of the, the really bad periods in my life um, and one of the most significant periods in my life was when my granddad passed because I was really, really close to my granddad. And on that, literally on that same day and in that same time, um, my granddad passed and I was driving home in a brand new car, by the way, I just got it. Um, driving home from work is when I went to the police and I crashed my car on the roundabout. It was completely fucked. And I was also being bullied in work. Mm-hmm. So the, all those things were kind of on my plate at the same time. And obviously I was thinking, why is this happening to me? Uh, I don't know how I'm going to get through this period. But I knew that feel, just feeling sorry for myself and asking myself, why is this happening to me? wasn't going to get myself mm-hmm. anywhere and I needed to practice positivity and positive thoughts and again the positive habits like for example when I went to the gym I'd feel good it was a massive relief for me but it, it wasn't just enough doing that just working yeah. on my physical health and as a byproduct hoping that it would help and cure mental health problems at that time wasn't going to be enough and the biggest thing for me in that period was still having gratitude and I think that's the main takeaway from this podcast is to have gratitude for what is currently going on and stop stop pinpointing those bad things that were going on because at the end of the day I got to experience like life with a great person who was my granddad I got to experience many good years I was I was in a job and I could turn turn around what was happening at the end of the day a car's a car there's there's plenty of other cars in that I could could have got and a big thing that I know I've mentioned it a couple of times, if when you are maybe experiencing bad things in your life and you think that everything's against you, a really good book is the sort of not giving a fuck because that massively puts things into perspective about what's going on in your life and the good things that are happening mm-hmm. and how those other things that may seem huge are really insignificant when you think about it and take a step back. Yeah, definitely. And it is really hard to get rid of unhealthy beliefs yeah. and unhealthy habits that we've had for such a long period of time, like you might not have even realized how long you've had these habits. But during this current time with what is happening in the world, a lot of us really, really do need this mental strength at the moment. And the key to being mentally strong is to get out of those bad mental states and bad mental habits. So the eye rolling at other people's success, the envy, the jealousy, the feeling sorry for yourself, the complaining, mental health is just like physical health if you want to see physical results you exercise you'll go to the gym you'll work out at home you'll eat a balanced diet if you want to be mentally stronger then you need to create good habits so like ben said a massive one for us is gratitude absolutely massive tell yourselves three gratitudes in the morning tell yourself one gratitude at night you don't need to write it down you could just say it out loud to yourself giving up bad habits such as resenting someone's success, being there for other people, hyping other people up is a really actually important way to kind of get over that envy by by being proud of people. That's the people. biggest one. Like you, be proud of them. You can, have, you can have as many positive habits in your life as you want, but if you've got negative habits there that you need to get rid of, so powerful. It's, forever, it's forever gonna drain your own, your own stuff. And 
that's why it's obviously important that we practice good habits but we need to find ways to extinguish those bad habits and like how, how do we do that how do we how do we give up these bad mental habits we need to obviously drop the unhealthy beliefs about ourselves and accept that when we have discomfort and think that we should be happy all the time because that's what fucking Bianca Mendez who lives in the Caribbean year round drinking Chardonnay does on Instagram mm. it doesn't it's not a reflection of that kind of like what you should be like or what you should have to do fuck that you, you can't be happy all the time and anyone who does is either a liar or Will Smith just because Will Smith seems to be quite a positive happy, guy <laughs> yeah. but I've explained this before when it comes to, to the body positivity movement and what I think about that and why I think it is bullshit in a lot of regards because you cannot be happy all the time. You cannot be positive all the time. And that's why I've said before, that's what that movement stands for a lot of times, that you you must be body, body positivity. No, we're going to have shit days. You're going to feel mm-hmm. like a flump when you wake up and look at yourself in the mirror sometimes. You're going to have a bad day and you've got to accept that. You've got to accept that sometimes you're going to feel shit. You're not always going to feel great in yourself. And you have to feel envy. You have to feel sadness and you have to feel pain sometimes. And then we learn how to deal with that and not comparing our feelings at that time to other people's momentary success. Because if you base your life's, if you base your life basically on your happiness and your high points, you're forever going to be unhappy. Mm. Like if you think that you should always be on holiday, you should always be happy, you should always be like that Instagram picture. If you constantly base your life on those those peaks and those highs, you're forever going to be chasing them and forever be unhappy because you can't be like that all the time. Yeah. You've got to have those down points, up, down, up, down. You can't always be cruising on those, those high and the peak points of your life. Well, a lot of the time as well, I think when we're going through those periods of like negativity and negative self-talk, it's because you can't accept your own feelings. So you're uncomfortable with how you feel and you try and escape it by feeling sorry for yourself. So again, back to the, why is it happening to to me? The world's against me. Oh, for God's sake, they're doing so well. Let yourself feel sad. Let yourself cry. If you suppress it, you will feel 10 times worse. I suppressed my anxiety and didn't tell Ben for about four months. And it was the worst thing I ever did because I clearly wasn't okay. But nobody knew why I wasn't okay. I didn't tell anybody. Anybody? Anybody. Anybody. (laughs) I didn't tell anyone. You have to go through them and you have to move on. That's what gives you confidence. Have a cry. Have a sad moment. Have an angry moment. You can't suppress emotions. Like, you're not just happy 24-7. Like Ben said, it's not... It's not really normal, is it, to be happy 24-7? Like, I cried it up the other day. Sad, emotional. A carried it through. Well, really like, good film. film. There's a lot of things we feel sad about, basically, and we have a lot of emotions. Do not suppress your emotions. Ride it out. Ride the anxiety out. Ride the stress out, the sadness, whatever it is, and come through mm. the other side and move on from it. It's the only way yeah. you can move on from it. Accepting it. Accepting it so, 100%. And, and obviously, when you accept that life isn't fair... It helps us take back control. We say this over and over and over again. Everything is mm-hmm. your fault. And that, it's not meant in a nasty way. It just gives you back control and allows you to change your situation instead of thinking, it's my boss's fault or it's my partner's fault or like for now, like at the moment, it's the government's fault. No, it's fucking not. Mm. You you still have control and can make change. And the, I want to bring him up again. Look what Nick has just done for the Northwest. He didn't accept that the government was saying, okay, the gyms are going to shut in the Liverpool area because of so, so, and so. He was like, no, there's no evidence to show. There's 1%, 1.7% transmission rate in comparison to mm-hmm. um, education, which is at 30%. And the, what was the other sector that was high? Like restaurants, yeah. Well, I can't remember what that industry called. That's completely gone out of my head. Hospitality, hospitality sector, which was in the 20% region or the teens, I think. So, and he said, No, I'm not going to accept it. He petitioned against it. He got a lot of back and forth. He raised over 50k, of which just to show our back and support for it, we gave a grand in support to, mm-hmm. to Nick and, and the other guys who were raising that awareness for the Northwest and the gyms being back open again. And he said, No, I'm not going to accept it. And 
he's now just today turned that decision, decision around from the government and the government have reopened gyms in Liverpool. So just because the government or your dad or your mum or your partner says, this is how it is, you don't have to accept that it's not fair. Take control. Know that it's your, it's your fault and you can do something about it and can change. So again, takeaway, what bad mental habits have you developed and what beliefs have you developed that you can't do something or you can't change something? Yeah, definitely. One of the things as well I wanted to touch on in terms of how do you train your brain to think differently about other people? We compare ourselves to other people all the time. You you either think they're above you or they're below you. You, you kind of automatically... I mean, if you've got like a bad relationship with comparison, you compare them above or you compare them below. And you blame them, blame them when it's your own choice to do that, if that makes sense. So you're you in your head you blame them for your sadness. It's nothing to it's nothing to do with them. It's really, really all to do with your own choice to do that. You are the only person you need to compare yourself to. And that can sound so cheesy, but literally you compare yourself today to the person you were yesterday to the day before that you don't compare yourself to anyone else because quite frankly you're not them Mm -hmm. you have a completely different body you have a different life a different job whatever it is you're not that person so how can you compare your life to theirs because you're not them and like literally end off compare yourself to yourself and always improve on that always try and be a little bit better than you were the day before I think we have that tendency naturally as human beings, as I've said before, psychologically, we always compare ourselves, whether it's body, whether it's someone else's house, whether it's the car that you put next to, next to. we just have a natural instinct to compare ourselves. But mm. obviously, when we're talking about negative, negative self-talk, you can obviously see and you can say to that person, wow, you look fucking amazing, but you don't have to compare yourself and where you're up to at that point in your life. Everyone's at different points. And on that note, I think the, one of the big things, and I've got a stat about it here, is that a lot of people, because they're looking at other people and what their success is, they lose focus and they lose scope on what the purpose is in their life and what their goals are and what they want to achieve because it's kind of muddied by someone else's success and what their goals are. Mm-hmm. So there's there's been some research into this. I think it was done in America on loss of purpose in people's lives and kind of what do we want to achieve? And the study showed that people in the 60s, so obviously when they were getting later into life, were two times more likely to die in the next five years than those who had higher levels of um, self-purpose in life. Wow. Which is crazy, isn't it? Because mm. obviously you're chasing something, you've got a goal, you've got, you're mentally sort of proactive with focusing on something positive and chasing that down because you've got a purpose. So I think the big thing is it kind of maybe sometimes just take a step back and think, what is the purpose in my life? What do I, what do I want to achieve or... What do I want to help other people with? Or what do I want my impact to be? And it doesn't have to be groundbreaking and be on the news and change and stuff. It can it can be as simple as something if you're a carer, just to put a smile on someone's someone's um, face on a day-to-day basis. It can be you're, you're a bin man and you've you've done a good job and you see someone smiling or, or you wave at someone on the way past. Like It doesn't have to be monumental. It can be small. It can have a small purpose, a small change in life, which massively changes someone someone else's yeah definitely i think that's quite a big one as well that i've seen on social media where a lot of people compare like the whole like entrepreneur to like a nine to five job stop comparing stop thinking that you need to be this groundbreaking entrepreneur just because a few of your friends are or a few people you've seen are you don't if you're if you're loving your job and you're in an office there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think a lot of people like penalize like the nine till five. Yeah. If you are enjoying what you're doing, stop comparing yourself to like, what, like me and Ben, I don't know. Stop comparing yourself to people who are like entrepreneurs yeah. or have their own business. You might not want that. You want you want a boss. Like you yeah. want that, that structure and that security in your job. I think that's something massive where people feel bad about themselves because they don't have their own business. I'm like, not everybody wants that. (laughs) Do you know why I hate that quote as well? And I'm not going to mention the guy's name who put it up. But there's a a quote that that someone put up and it was, work harder or you'll end up working hard for someone else. That's a stupid quote. Which is the stupidest quote. Some people are so happy working for someone else. Like, you can have the best job in the world, be so happy working for a company, which is great, positive, doing good things, mm. and be mega happy doing it. Not everyone needs to work for themselves. That's a bullshit quote. Like, 
And for the person who put it up as well, there's a lot of people who work for his company who are so happy working for and see that and think, what a fucking yeah, tosser you are. Thing to put up. Super thing. And there's there's kind of another thing that I just wanted to touch on. It was from when we were away in Lanzarote. And this was a big thing for me because I didn't have internet or data, did I, for the first five days mm. when we were away. So it wasn't real on my phone. Like, I just got a notification the other day <laughs> that from when we were away, my phone time was down by, like, 50% Love because that. I didn't have data. And that was a great thing for me whilst I was away because I wasn't on my phone as much. I was just sort of living in the moment yeah, and enjoying what I was doing. But don't get me wrong, I love my phone. I love taking, I love recording what I'm doing. I love documenting what I'm doing. I love showing other people what I'm doing. Like, I, I enjoy doing that. And obviously, it kind of like my own, uh, it's like my own digital book of what I've been doing in life. And I enjoy having that to look back on. But there's another study that was done in the States and this was to do with like phones and distractions and stuff so i think what they did it was it, the study was with a couple of thousand people so it was quite a big study and they were from all different places then it was just from around america and they took all of the phone numbers and stuff and they sent them a text message which had three questions on and one of the questions was to do with distraction how happy you are to to pull the data in from from um adult americans and they found that when in regards to distractions 47 percent of adults we're not paying attention to what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So, so they actively said, I'm, I'm, I'm not actively paying attention to what I'm doing. 47%. Basically half. Basically half the people mm. who fell into this category. And those who fell into the category of being distracted were significantly more unhappy. Wow. Because you're distracted in that, that moment. You, you're, not, you're not truly enjoying it because you're distracted. And I'm not saying put your phone away. Like It's fine to take photos, videos, and whatever. But try and enjoy the moment. Yeah, because definitely. what they I think what this would actually end up being called was a wandering mind is an unhappy mind, Ooh, and it's like it's almost that. leading to that attention deficit because you're not paying attention to what you're doing. You're always looking for the next the next thing rather than just enjoying what you're doing. That was why it was great for me when we were away. I was just enjoying some of the shit that we were doing. Yeah, definitely. And I think that wraps up today's podcast really nicely. And actually, just one thing I forgot to mention at the start was we are restocking the MCS beauty loop so the bands and the barbell pads on Friday the 23rd at 7 p.m BST yeah so you've got a bum like, you've got a bum like Benji then or a bum like LD yeah. I mean it's, it's completely it's an, up it's to a no, you it's a no brain it's that I'll know isn't it you. the um the waiting list link which I would suggest you go on pop your email and so you get notified straight away is on my page and it's on the school page so make sure you don't miss out obviously we try to get as much stock as possible. It's been about four or five weeks since the last launch. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed you guys will get your hands on what you want to get your hands on this time. Yes. But thank you so much for tuning no, in. Today. we're not finishing yet. Oh. Stop cutting it short. Calm down. Oh, got a couple of questions. Remember the, I put a question box up on Oh Instagram. God, yeah, sorry. Ben put a question box up. So I'm just going to pick two because I know we've, it, it's been quite a long podcast, but thanks if you're still listening. So one of the questions we had was uh, how to not feel guilty speaking to parents about mental struggles. I feel bad sometimes. Oh, so, so speaking to basically open up to other people about speaking about your mental struggles and how not to feel bad from it. I, I, yeah, I think that's definitely something that I struggled with in particular. I didn't speak to anyone, but you basically there by by thinking in your head what are they gonna gonna say? You've already like prejudged a situation yeah. that hasn't happened. So you're getting anxiety because you're prejudging a situation that hasn't happened. That's what anxiety is. You're thinking about something in future that hasn't even happened yet. So you don't you don't know. You don't know how they would react. And I tell you for a fun fact, they will be supportive. I they will be there for you no matter what. I think that you shouldn't feel guilty about it, but I think the other thing is it's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's not a conversation that you have every day. And when something's, mm. something's different or weird, it's going to feel uncomfortable. I think at the same time, I know people who have opened up about it and sometimes not got the response that they wanted or they've not got the empathy from, from other people that they spoke to. And that's fine because sometimes those people haven't been through that, so they're not going to understand it. So I think the other thing that you can do is look outside that circle. Mm-hmm. Look for professional help like that's what counselors are for that's what therapy is for and they're not last case scenarios they're not and i don't want people to look at it like it's a negative thing like oh i'm 
I've got problems, I'm going to need to go and see a therapist. No, you're being proactive with your mental health. We have them. Even if you only have <laughs> one session and you feel good from getting yeah. stuff off your chest, even if you have it for, for months, like I've been having my therapy now since the start of this year and I'm going to continue to do so because for me, I'm like I've do mine on a, a two-weekly or monthly basis now. And it's just great to have an hour where I basically just talk about what's been going on in my life for the last month and mm-hmm. any issues that have been in there. It's, it's good to talk to someone who's just there to listen and has that experience to take things in and give you advice based on life, which is professional advice as well. So don't feel bad for for doing that, I suppose, would be my, yeah, be yeah, my advice. If you, if you don't feel comfortable speaking to your parents, you don't have to. It's a hard conversation to have. Maybe speak to someone more professionally. Mm-hmm. Next question. Uh, this one's a little bit different. So I, I don't know how much we're going to go into this one. It's how to help obese clients to find motivation intrinsically to, to lose weight. So it's about motivation yeah that's really not related to no. this podcast but we've done a whole podcast yeah, in terms of like obesity motivation. and motivation and rewards so that is a massive massive podcast that yeah for a lot of people to, to go and listen to things are about positive reinforcement so it's giving people reinforcement and a reward like we are as human beings we work off rewarding behaviors so there's got to be something there for a lot of people you need to give people something a little bit of what they want with a little bit of what they need well yeah it's like what we do with our challenges we send someone abroad yeah abroad's quite hard at the moment but we give someone like a huge prize we send them abroad like dubai croatia barcelona so that is an incentive obviously for the micro school challenges which are absolutely incredible yes and i just wanted to no, now we're gonna we can dial off the. the, the I podcast. I apologize. I did not see Ben's show notes. <laughs> anyway, but what I want to say just before we wrap up is, it to, to if you want to kind of go out and make yourself feel better and feel happier, and one of the big things for me, and I always say it on Instagram, is just be nice to the people. The small things mm-hmm. will make you feel good. Trust me. Like the other day, a guy in the gym in the gym, I think it was like two weeks ago, came up with me, came up to me with a um, remember the handle that he gave me in the gym. There's no, oh, there's, there's no ropes yeah. anymore in the gym to take them all because of COVID. That, was, that a, he, was that out pure? Yeah, and he bought his own handle on the push down to do tricep extensions. Oh, and he came yeah, over to me and I was like, really all nice. right, mate, I've bought one of these. Do you want to use it? I was like, what a fucking nice guy. Yeah. Like he saw me w- walking around looking for stuff and he just came over and he didn't have to. Nice things like that. I was like, what a fucking guy you are. And it, it not only made me feel good, but I bet it felt it made him feel good as well that like he was able to help someone else. So sometimes just be nice to people it can create a lot more of a positive and happy environment. So... Don't underestimate that. Be a giver. Not literally. We're not talking about the bedroom. Yep. And give and forget, receive and And remember. remember. That is a beautiful quote to end today's podcast on. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, guys, thank you so much for sharing, getting involved with the podcast. And if you have a spare two seconds in your day or maybe 30 seconds it might take to leave us a little review on the podcast if you are enjoying it. It really, really means a lot to us. Obviously, don't forget the school challenge and also the band launch, which is really exciting. Yeah, and if you've got any other suggestions on things that you'd like to hear on the podcast, yeah, for topics, sure. let us know. We're happy to cover a wide variety of topics. And as you know, me and Lucia are always open and honest and happy to give our opinion on whatever you guys might be struggling with or whatever you'd like to know more about. Yeah, definitely. So we will catch you in next week's podcast. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>